Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the first ever Bills and Beers episode recorded after a playoff win. No doubt about it. 25 years! Yeah, no doubt about it. I hated every second of that game. I, I, every second of that game could not could not have hated it. Poss- I could not hated it more. Uh, we'll get into it. I'm Lars from just outside Philly, joining us from down there in Austin, Texas. Jim and Jeff Day is here today. I think for the first time, my heart rate has come below 100 in about four hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, up there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Buffalo Bill Nichols is here. Woo! Survive, Sur- survive. What is survive? Move on, survives. What do they say? Who knows? Suge, Survive and move on. The president of the Bills backers of Chicago rounding us out. Um, the Bills and Beers crew is going to call DCFS on me for being mean to my child during the course of the game for not paying attention to the game. <laughs> I mean, no comment. you, you got to learn somehow, okay? It's, it's a rough house. Uh, hey, so go Bills! Yeah, go Bills. We're recording immediately after the game. Let's not waste any time. Uh, we're all exhausted, so let's let's get this thing over the finish line. Go Bills. Come on and shout Yeah Buffalo's happening now We're on the moon now So 27-24 was the final Um, The Bills did not hit the spread They did not hit the over Cole Beasley here immediately following the game Calling that Indianapolis Colts the best defense they've played all year It was not all pretty We should be ecstatic that we just won a playoff game, but it's kind of hard to be because there are a lot of things about that game that were very frustrating. Billy, we'll start with you, your Jenny Cremail bummer of this playoff win. My bummer is Brian Dable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's assuming that he's the one who's calling all of the Josh Allen runs because... I mean, my gosh, guys. Sujit, I think you made a perfect comment right before we hopped on the pod. It's like, were we, I'm sorry, were we, were we digesting the playbook from 2019? Because that's what it looked like. Like, and what, we have not needed Josh Allen's legs the whole season. Correct. So, for what reason, on third and two, when no one has stopped us the entire season, are we still doing a run play, are we still doing a Josh Allen-designed run? I, you, it was think, mind-boggling. Like, like, I could get it once or twice, you know what I mean? But they just kept doing it as if they're going to trick them or something. Just mind-boggling. Just, man, no one can stop our passing game. Yeah. Pass, just keep passing the ball. Keep and, passing and you know, it. You know, you, know what's, uh, you know the best way to neutralize a first-team all-pro defensive lineman and linebacker (laughs) throw the ball throw Throw the ball ball. you know the best way to feature a all-pro defensive lineman and linebacker run the ball and it this was one of the most balanced attacks we've had all year they kept putting it up on the screen it was like 28 runs 32 passes and i'm sitting there thinking like what and it it would be one it'd be one thing and maybe not even not even this it'd be one thing though if we were playing our game that we've been playing all season and they were stopping us yeah. But we didn't even let it get to that point. We played this we played this weird balanced attack, like you're saying. Man. And then we were playing catch up all game. And that's what happens, man. That's what happens. Just play our game. Get Josh Agreed. in rhythm. Five yards here. 
three yards there, ten yards there. Like, that's our game. And you know what bothers me is that when we had to do it, when we had to we do it, it at the end of the half, we yeah. just tossed down we the field. Did we did and And at the beginning of the first half, right, we didn't score a touchdown, but we threw underneath passes, and we moved the ball. And we had better yards after the catch this game than I've seen in ages, right, by throwing these underneath passes. And, you know, Josh Allen running for two yards is – it, to me, it's a negative play. It's another hit on your quarterback, Correct. right? If and, and God forbid, like, if Mo, he goes down like Moss does, our season's gone, right? Put the ball, if we're going to run the ball, disguise it by all means. Run from the spread. But give it to the people who are paid to be running backs, right? And, and not people who, if they get injured, your season is zero. Zero. <laughs> Right. And so, I mean, like, uh, you know, yes, of course, he's a tough guy. And when it breaks down, I'm all for Josh running. Like, remember that that there was a 10 or 15 yard scamper that we're all like, man, we've just come to expect this. Right. When that is known, that's the case. That's a different story. You know, and there's nothing there. He knows that, hey, I see a window. Let me just run it. But. This whole run up the middle thing, and he's he's struggling to find it. Like the the, the designed runs, they just didn't work, right? And that's without them putting a spy on it. But the thing is, is that what what bothered me was just, just the to take what they'll give you, take what the defense will give you, right? That's what Josh has been saying his entire second half of his career when he's learned take what the defense will give you um but mm-hmm. i actually want to get to my jo- uh my jenny cream allen that's josh allen right so i know wow. he had overall yeah overall a good game i think his stats look okay but it wasn't just hero ball i don't mind hero ball it's out of control josh right because when josh allen is out of control it's not a necessarily about hero balls hero ball is the pass to john brown that was in triple coverage that got battered away and could have been picked right that's hero ball spaz josh is a totally different story and i think we saw some spaz josh like not going JP, down like when you're lost when no well not going down when you're clearly being sacked right you roll out and then you get sacked and we're in field goal range, and now it's second and 33, right? This game's not close if we kick a field goal from the 30-yard line, right? Um, the unneeded sacks, the even s- something simple at the beginning of the game where he was running out of bounds, and he couldn't find anyone, and he took the decision to take on a runner, even though he was clearly going to go out of bounds. And so you lose three yards, and we all know that's a game of inches. So, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, for me, is is, is my Jenny Cremail bummer. Only, only because I know what he can be, and I really do not have any interest in seeing previous Josh. I'll go next. Jeff Jeff will save it because I want to switch to the other half of the ball Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. because I just saw a stat come through here. The Colts started every drive, all nine of them, in their own territory. They moved every single one of those drives into our territory. Today was a... I hated today's game because what has been nice about the last 10, 12 weeks of Buffalo Bills football is that we've gotten over this razor's edge like nonsense that for years with guys like Tyrod Taylor as our quarterback was our pathway to win. And I knew, we all knew, that that was going to be the Colts' MO today. They, they were going to keep it close, and they started off – the, the the first drive of the game that way 
Snapping the ball with 10, 5, 0 seconds on the play clock. Every snap, every snap, just running the clock. Every snap. Now, thank God they went for it and missed on fourth down. Thank God they missed a field goal. There's six points off the scoreboard in a three-point game. But that that game plan doesn't work when one of two when when two things happen. Or maybe just one of two things. The team who's trying to work the ball or work the clock doesn't score. It doesn't successfully move the ball. Or the the team who's, in this case, the Bills, are, are scoring a lot of points. We did not score a lot of points. We got to 27, which would have been a lot of points for this team last year and would have been a lot of points in most seasons in the NFL. But in 2020, it ain't that many points. We needed a lot more today. So we weren't getting a ton of points. But more importantly... We weren't stopping them. They were running long, effective drives. And then when they didn't want to do that and they needed to score quickly, they did. They did whatever they wanted to on offense today. If they wanted to run clock and get into position to score, they did. We were damn lucky twice that they didn't score. But if they needed to score quickly and get quick touchdowns, they did twice. It was bad. It was a bad day for this defense. Yeah, I think the yep. goal was just to not let anything truly over the top, right? And that 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 was that was going to be the best. and now granted it, it, we did give up some quick touchdowns, but they didn't let let stuff over the top and that was the game plan and that fine, they'll score 24 points, no problem. Right? It's it's everything that we all said before this game. Oh great, you're going to score 24 points against the Bills? No problem. We're going to score 35 minimum. The problem is the fact that we didn't, right? We we just eked out twenty seven points. Um, but but I, I agree with you, Lars. Like they they kind of had their way, and it was surprising how well Philip Rivers could pass against us. But Zuge, mm-hmm. you can yeah. boil all of these games down into that in that very simple into that very simple formula. Are you going to be able to score twenty four points and beat the Bills? Absolutely not. The Colts just showed that you can't. Can you yep. score thirty and beat the Bills? Yeah, you might. You might. And they opted not to go for a field goal from the four-yard line. There, That would get them to 27. And they doinked, what, a 32-yarder, which would have gotten them to 30. I yeah, mean, and, and right before, it's always right before an- we went live, someone said, is Frank Reich's going to get criticized? And I said, they sh- he should. Now when I think about it, maybe not. His game plan worked. Yeah, it, it really, well really did. worked. Yeah. It, it sure did. The decision not to go for it on fourth, maybe it wasn't the right one. But if he kicks that field goal and his rookie kicker doesn't doink his and our rookie kicker doesn't blast yeah. through a 54-yarder. I, mean, I just think, I think they'll, blame, like, they'll blame him, but it's not his fault, right? Like, he's going to get criticized for making the tough decisions. And, you know, frankly, like, whatever. Like, you have to make those gambles against a team like us. That's true. And, but I'll come back to, they had the right game plan and they executed it. Yes, like, <laughs> Phil. I mean, Philip Rivers played a pretty flawless game. He played right? a Philip Rivers game. He's not yeah. a flawed quarterback. If you're somebody kept saying make a mistake, Philip Rivers like doesn't make mistakes. Like he'll do some crazy stuff every once in a while, but like he's he's the dude's been in the league since we were in college. Yeah, I mean, in all he fairness, make mistakes. In all fairness, we haven't watched a lot of Colts games, but what what I've read is that Philip Rivers sucks in the second half. Philip Rivers did not suck in the second half. No, he did not. Jeff, coming to you now. I, I don't want to dwell on the negative here, but like, yeah, and for I got a some, win, I got for some a historic neg- win. That was that was an infuriating game. I can't wait to get to the uh, positives, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Woo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna counterbalance Sujit's 
uh, Jenny Cremel. Um, but who else should I give it to, baby? Besides New York Replay. Oh, yeah. I yes. mean, because let me tell you something. <sighs> this ain't just a Bills fandom bias thing. No. That play at the end of the game. I, I, I honestly, guys, and I, and I would love it. Like, let's let's be our. We won the game, right? So we can be we can be objective in this. I don't know if there has been a more egregious, uh, like wrong. Like, I don't. I cannot remember in our twenty years of almost podcasting, a challenge or a call that was as obvious. Like, like the, there's a point where it becomes. It's not even like, oh, did his foot touch the green? Was it a little bit on the white? We'll keep the call. Like, I, I just honestly can't recall a play as obvious as a player getting up multiple angles and Jordan Poyer making a terrific play on the ball. Can you guys? What was the yeah. rationale? No, I can't. I mean, it, it, sorry, to answer your question, it was borderline tuck rule. I can't think of another example, at least not a Bills game, but what was their rationale? If that play, like I'm just I'm I'm thinking through a scenario in which the Colts come down and win that game, and I just like I like thank the heavens that it didn't go out that way because I don't know how any of us sleep at night with that. Yeah. And and Lars, I don't know what the interpretation was. I mean, look at the the referee. I forget his name that they always cut to on the CBS coverage. He said fumble, Bills ball, end of game. After the game, Boomer Esiason says, I don't know how they, like, I don't know how that call is ruled that way. Like, that feels yeah. like an objective, and thank God we won the game. Howard Simon tweeted out, that call was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, he, he mm-hmm. put it out there. Yeah, and, um, and, and the thing that bothers me is that so often we're like, oh, there's this angle. I'm like, guys, there's no, how else could it be anything else, right? Yeah, like, like no that, that's what we say. We say, oh, yeah, but, but, by all laws of physics, that has to be that way. Even if you can't see it, like let's be reasonable, reasonable about this. There's no way that it's possible that this person is. A, but we actually had the shot, and I was so pissed at CBS because they kept going tick 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 with the, with the shot with the, the yep. frame by frame. They could have frozen it on the shot that shows the knee off the ground with the space, the hand off the back with the space, and then you go one more step, and you see the hand actually touch. You go one step backwards, you see the knee actually touch. Like, the actual shot was there, and so unless the refs did not have all the angles, which you guys have told oh, me they that's had impossible, the angles, like, the, that, the, the, the view from behind was definitive. What's, you say you need definitive proof. That was definitive. What's, what's almost as egregious as the call itself is the fact that McDermott had to use a timeout to get it. Yeah, we would. Well, they it, would not have. They would not have reviewed the ball after and, and two wanna, passes. After two mundane passes were reviewed by official review in the first half. Mundane passes, you know, maybe 20, 30 yards, but a a play that would literally change the outcome of the game is not automatically reviewed. I held Thank off. the heavens. I held Thank off. I God, just, we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to sit here on this podcast. Thank the heavens. That we yeah. don't have to sit yeah. here yeah. and and talk about that play. I held off. I held off. I just texted my neighbor, who's one of the ref guys, one of the replay refs. He goes to every. He goes to one game every single week. I don't know where he is this week. I haven't talked to him in a month or so. 
<laughs> and I and I don't talk to I don't I usually you know I I, re, I refrain from using the using the this as, using the, that platform. But I just text and I said, "Who the hell is in New York right now?" Jesus, right? It's probably like, him. Maybe. No, he's usually no, he's usually at the game. So he's the one who's he's the one who makes the call to when when you can't challenge it as a uh, as a coach within two minutes. He's the one who makes the call. It should go to review or it should not go to review. Like there's one well, of those w- people in every single game. Yeah, I, I want to get to the positive and yeah, I want to get to some of this. I want to get to some of the stuff that Billy has received as well. But I, I do want to touch on this because somebody said this before we went live, and it's absolutely true. Thank God we're not talking about that, Jeff. That's playoff football. Yeah, that happens. Remember what happened to the Saints two years ago when Nikel Roby Coleman for the Rams just took yep. the guy's head yep. off and no no pass interference. I mean, it happens. There was. Uh, I want to say 2014, there was like three consecutive teams won. It was like the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and the Packers all won their game on like these crazy last minute. And the team that had gotten the crazy call in their favor the the week prior lost the following week on a crazy call, and it went right down the line. I mean, that's playoff football. It all comes down to this. We're not used to it. Yep. You know? I mean, last year, playoff football, what did it come down to? It came down to Deshaun Watson – Spinning away from three defenders, converging on him simultaneously. That's playoff football, baby. That's yep. what it comes down to. That's what we're in for. That's why I hated the fact that this was on a razor's edge. Because that was Frank Reich's game plan. That was the only way they could have won this game. And it almost came down to a call. Let's not dwell. Billy, Yes. transition us to the so, positive, please. Well, What have you been getting on that phone of yours? So, well, I'll just tell you. So, he just responded to me. And he said... I just landed in Pittsburgh, but I got a lot of texts. Sounds like it all ended well for the Bills. Clear fumble? And I said, dude, clear. I mean, I wouldn't text you otherwise. My God. He said, scary stuff. I'll give you the inside scoop after the season. <laughs> Thanks yes. a fucking lot, yes. bro. <laughs> Mid-season pod, baby. So here's Love what it. I got. Here's my other text messages, guys. I think I think there's a couple good ones from from guys who, who, are, who have watched the Packers for all these all these years, okay? Well, here, okay. Watch from here's one from from a from a Packers fan, and he said he sent me the, the the only thing he said he sent me a text. I said way too stressful. He sent me a text. He said Packers versus Falcons game summary, January fifteenth, twenty eleven, and I'm like whatever. He said when the Packers won the Super Bowl, that Falcons game, which they won. Hold on one second. They won forty eight to twenty one. Okay. He said that was the only game of the four playoff wins that he actually enjoyed. <laughs> he said play, the playoffs are torture. Yeah. Yes. Can so, confirm. Right? Uh, so we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know any better, guys. And, <laughs> you know, and my, and my brother-in-law, who's a Packers fan, he also said, he's like, dude, this is playoffs football, man. Like, it's like, that's a win, you know? Take it. Yeah. Take it. Well, let's take it. We won. Um, and, and here's I, a, I'll give you. Sorry, I'm going to give you one more. These are from. Okay, good. From Bengals. Bengals fans. Okay, my cousin. What do the Bengals fans know about playoff wins? No, they, they know what, a lot about playoff here's losses. What is, no, yeah. my so my response to them saying congratulations was, ugh, man. You know what I mean? Just because that's what, that's what I was feeling. And he says, dude, take the win and celebrate. A W's a W in the NFL and especially the playoffs. 
So there good. you go. That, good perspective to have. And right? here's here I'll get us started here. The bat blue with a little a little more perspective. You know what you can't do every week in the NFL, and you sure as shit can't do in the playoffs. Blow everybody out every week. You can't. You go. You don't get to have your double digit wins and your perfect games, and you don't get to ooh and all everybody every week. This was going to happen. I'm really glad it happened in the first round, and I'm glad that we still got the win because I think this team is going to come back like a lot mm. more serious and mm. a lot more ready to rock and roll. I don't care who our opponent is next week. I haven't felt more confident ever because just like <laughs> the Arizona game kind of shook us back to life and was was the bump in the road we needed. I, I hope to God that's what this game was too. So that's, that's my Labatt Blue. My Labatt Blue is – Getting out unscathed, no injuries, no losses, when this team kind of needed a little wake-up call to bring them back from fantasy land. Yeah, it's it's the yeah you you gave him a cup of coffee, right? It's the it's the slap in the face that says, "Hey, wake up! You're not dreaming anymore." You know, Dorothy, you're you're no longer in in whatever. Um, yeah, I I, I agree, Lars. I, I do think that the what what prompted us when we lost to Arizona, well, we talked about this last week, right? That. We're not going to allow teams to be that close anymore, right? Um, and but but and we did that. So I'm hoping maybe Lars, you're right. Maybe this is the rocket fuel that we need to just say, you know what? We forgot. We forgot because we didn't play Hall of Fame potentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks along the way, um, except for Roethlisberger, who has clearly like lost all right to be an NFL quarterback, right? You know, like but beyond that, but but Rivers. Is still playing well. The guy he threw for over four thousand yards this year, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? He did. So I mean, the, 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 we're not talking about. Hey, you know what? You know who else might be in the Super Bowl when we come to play again? Is someone named Tom fucking Brady, right? So we're gonna have to beat those teams. And Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, and That's we right. are more like more likely than not to play Ben Roethlisberger next week. So we, there are plenty of old man future Hall of Fame quarterbacks standing between us and the Lombardi in 2020. Yeah. I want to give a Labatt Blue to um to actually I want to I want to pass. I'm sorry. I I, I had to out, Jeff. I had Gusto. Let me t- I got Gabe. Right, go ahead. Bro. I got Gabe Davis. All right. Okay. And you know I mean I forgot about him here. Honestly, I was just like blacked out for the last like five minutes of conversation so i'm not sure i was just text checking text messages and whatnot so lars i'm not sure what exactly you said but i assume you didn't talk about gabe davis gabe davis played a hell of a game i mean he he pretty much single-handedly kept us in that game in the first half yep amazing amazing job what's that what they call mr perimeter awesome awesome call by that by that announcer he just has he had some really clutch catches while stefan diggs you know had a drop uh, I think John Brown had a drop. Guys were not doing Josh any favors when he was throwing the ball to them pretty well. Gabe Davis, though, sure-handed. And that's yep. a – is he a rook? Is that a rook? Rook? Rook. Oh, yeah, he's a yeah, rook. Yeah, rook. That's a rook right there. So That's right. Hey, man, that's, that's what we need. And when some guys are – that's what it, that's what it takes, that well-rounded offense. Some guys are playing a little bit down. The other guy's got to pick you up. And he's sure enough – I mean, he's had a hell of a season. When we look at this in totality – at when this thing all wraps up, one way or another, man, we are in a really good position having Gabe Davis. Yeah, and I think we can't underestimate how much our – and I want to get to my Labatt Blue, um, which I've finally figured out uh, based on what Billy said. Um, 
I, I think that we're going to look back and realize how fortunate we are to have the wide receiver crew we have, but also recognize the fact that I think that our guys were injured, right? Like, I think that Diggs was not Diggs, and then I'm going to come back to it, and Beasley was definitely not Beasley. But that being said, Diggs had an average yards per reception of 21.3, which is the same as as Davis, right? And he caught 128 yards of passing, right? I mean, like, it's just these are crazy, crazy numbers in a game that we're like, oh, my God, the offense didn't really do its job. Like, we couldn't make anything happen. We, you know, I don't love the fact that Josh Allen was the lead rusher at 54 yards and everyone else had no. 21. But but our passing game, you know, I mean, Josh threw for 324 yards, you know, for 74% completion rate, right? And, uh, and and two 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 TDs and he ran for what one more, so like yeah. if you look at the stat line from this game, it's like damn the offense was fucking rolling, right? But that's why you just can't look at stats. But I want to give it to, to to Diggs, injured, clearly injured. He was wincing on the field, yet still puts up 128 yards, right? And we shouldn't. Yes, we didn't score 35 points, but man, the 27 we scored were really 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 important. Right, because uh. and, and 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 so the fact that you know Diggs was able to catch that touchdown pass, the, the, the that he was able to catch that huge third down conversion, you know, like I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Diggs because I I don't know who to give it to on the defense. Well, the, and there you have it. Every point mattered, and one guy was four for four today, perfect on extra points and perfect from 54 yards out. Yep. I guess he had two field goals. Yeah, and he was and he was good for forty six. He was five for five on the day. That's not bad. Forty six and fifty four for the rookie kicker in the playoffs. I like to see that. You brought up seventy four percent completion percentage. It definitely didn't feel that way. Right. Which again just kind of goes to show you where we're at. You know what else didn't feel that way is that Rivers' completion percentage was fifty eight point six. Really? He was twenty seven for forty six. It didn't feel that way, did it? Dude threw forty six passes. He threw forty six passes. I mean, but that's a that's a recipe for the Chargers' failure, right? So if Philip Rivers throws forty six times, Chargers. you're going to lose. Oh, oh, Chargers! Sorry, exactly. sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's not totally my fault, right? That's not totally it my it fault. Really wasn't. Let um, me build on this. Let me build on this because our president. Bills backers of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, the guy that you, thank God, guy thank that, God, he the didn't guy go. that you just heard from. Okay, you've been hearing from him for about twenty years. You've been hearing from him for sixteen straight games. I said it. He just said some of the craziest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you about a player on this team. Let me tell you about a player who was seventy-five percent completion percentage, twenty-six of thirty-five. 325 yards, two TDs passing, one TD running, 54 yards running, zero interceptions. Granted, he had one bad play. He had one. He had. (laughs) That's all it takes, man. Look at he had one bad. He had one really bad play. But for 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 us to sit here and say Josh Allen is not one of the Labatt Blue MVP players of the game. Let me tell you, he had 26 of 35 for passing with two 50-yard cumulative drops to, to, to Diggs and John Brown that hit him in their hands. We're talking John Brown. It, it went through his hands. 
That was a 20-yard catch. We're talking Stephon Diggs. That went through his hands. In route, in through his hands. Those were 50 yards of passing. Perfect passes. Beautiful passes. It's not all perfect. He had one major F up. We know it felt, God, it, it it made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was bad. For us to sit here and say that Josh Allen is not one of the players of the game, I have a hard time with that. I got to give my Labatt Blue MVP to the guy who who accounted for, I haven't done the math, 85% of the total Bills yards. This At is least. a team, guys, and let me just let me just let me just add on to this. This is a team that had four possessions in the first half. Eleven yard line, three yard line, six yard line, fifteen yard line. Yeah. This game went as perfect for the Colts as possible. You know, sure and Lars, did. you 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 said it earlier. Like this was like if you're a Colts fan, my God, you're sick to your stomach. This game yep. went as well as you could hope for. Yep. You guys, they missed a goal line stand and a field goal, and the Bills won by three points. Like, our starting field position, and, and for a team that has – we've counted on our special teams all year long. Mm-hmm. And in the first half, our starting field position per drive was over 30 yards less, 30 yards behind, whatever you want to call it, than the Colts, and we were up 14 to 10. Yeah. So well, I and get you attribute, it. And you attribute that to – well, what I'm saying, uh, Billy, I Defense, agree with your right? Dayball. I agree with your Dayball comment as like it was a weird game. It was just a weird offensively called game plan despite all of that. Despite right. that, Josh Allen, I thought, was just firing darts all over the field. It just didn't well, make I, sense. Well, I, 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 I included the, the tweet, but, I mean, we were dominated in the first half and we're up 14 to 10. Yeah, when it was all said and done, I mean, you say it couldn't have gone better for the Colts. It couldn't have gone better for the Bills either. No, you're right. I mean, you're right. <laughs> like to have that score after that half, especially since that that goal line play that they missed on, they could have gone up seventeen to seven. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, you talk about what's that show on ESPN, Turning Point, or like whatever it's called, right? I mean, there's never been a more obvious moment in a football game. Yeah, you know, this is the game we lose to. This is the first game of the season that we play the Patriots every year, right? Back in the day, right? Where yeah, yeah, we 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 beat them, we beat them, and we're only there, and they're up at the end of the half, and then we beat them in the second half. Like I don't understand. We're moving the ball, we're scoring points. Like how how does like if you're a Colts fan, like. I'm 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 not sorry. Welcome to the glue factory, right? So that's that's the one thing that. So Howard and Jeremy, just as an aside, were asking for, hey, what's the sign that we should have? Like squish the fish, or you know, like Bo don't know yeah. snow Shoot and all that. Colts, or- right? So mine is welcome to the glue factory, right? <laughs> right? Like that's isn't yeah, that what, like what that. they do like with the, with the dead with the dead horses, right? So um, I wanted to call in, but I listened to it like four days after it was announced. But but hey, look. At the end of the day, like, yes, I mean, maybe it's growth, right? It's opportunities for growth. It definitely was not a good thing, right? Like, we were not happy. And I don't, I, I kind of reject the whole, this is playoff football. They're still the same goddamn teams. Pittsburgh is a playoff team, right? And, yeah, p- people play harder in the playoffs because it's do or die. But I like to think that this team, coached by Sean McDermott, knows that every game is do or die. Right, I think that's true, Suge. But I think one of the things that's like that's forgotten about this game is the Bills had to play as a two seed, arguably 
the greatest 6th or 7th seed that's made the playoffs in the last decade. Yeah, I mean, 10 we're wins. Talking, we're talking yeah. 11 wins. Oh, sorry, 11 wins, wins. The, yeah. The, the Colts were an 11-win team, and, and by the way, they lost their first game of the season to the Jaguars. The Jaguars' only win of the entire season was over the Colts in week one. So, you know, like you take that game out. We're talking about a team that has lost four games the entire year. Yeah. Like, like this We've is not three. your no- – Yeah. You know, and they've won five of the last six. Like, this is an, an excellent football team who, again, I just go back to that starting field position. We got dismantled in the first half in terms of, like, our usual game plan. Yeah. As a quick update, um, remember Jared Goff is out against for the Rams. Um, they may have paralyzed the shit out of their second string quarterback, Wolford. Wolford? No, I mean, he didn't, like, he's walking off the field, but, like, they tried to move his neck, and he winced in severe pain. So his whole spinal cord ain't right. That's all I'm saying. So, that's hey, that's good. why we don't want to run Josh Allen. <laughs> um, so I'm – one second here. I'm, I'm just looking something up because I, I do to, – to the point that Jeff just made. What? Um, the, the – yeah, the we last week we said it would be great to play the Colts because they look like the weakest team. But, I mean, that is that is relatively speaking to the rest of the yeah. very good playoff teams. Um, they are a, a a great a great team. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to look up something else. Um, so if there's anything else anybody wants to add, well, no, I mean, so if we look at the rest of the field, right? Tennessee, Baltimore. I think that we got ghosts when it comes to Tennessee. Tennessee can't stop anybody on defense anymore, right? And so we we all you have to do is watch the last six weeks of film since we played them. Also, we have to recognize the fact that we are not at all the same team that we were when we played Tennessee. And to Lars's point, we were not the same team that we were back then because we were fucked with the whole, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. That's the narrative. That's the narrative I'm selling at this point, right? Because we're going for the AFC Championship. We're going for the Super Bowl. Uh, but what I will say that's definitive is that we're not the same team as we were when we played Tennessee. We were not the same team as we were when we played Kansas City. Um, you know, even the drives that we had today, right? Those touchdown drives, the end of the first half. We don't do that shit against in the beginning of the season. We're not just like commanding, just like no matter what you do, you can't stop us. Uh, and that's the reason why Labat blew, or sorry, the Jenny Cremiel bummer for 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 Billy is is Dayball is because there were drives where we just didn't do that, and it's like w- why don't you do what works, right? So, but I'm looking at Baltimore, I'm looking at Tennessee, and I just think that hey, there's there's teams that are out there that are good. But maybe it's the ghosts of Bill's past that's that's scaring me, right? Um, and that maybe we should look at this and say, hey, we can beat them. They're they're a flawed team, right? And so that's that's where I'm that's where I'm kind of at right now. Is that you know Baltimore? Fine, we almost beat Baltimore last year when they were an MVP uh, Deshaun or whatever uh, Lamar Jackson form, right? We almost beat them last year. So. I mean that's where I think ultimately it comes down to let's let's uh let's look forward and say hey we got the Colts or we got the Browns or we got Pittsburgh. We shellacked Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. All of us all of us looked at the Pittsburgh offense and said they they that's one of the worst offenses that we've ever played, right? And um Jeff, if I see your penis on the screen, so help me God. Jeff just had to Jeff decided he was gonna urinate in the bathroom with all of us listening and then waited till he came in front of the camera 
to put his pants back on. So, um, so anyway, I was just I want to add I want to add one more thing here because this this is what I wanted to touch on. Um, again, back to Jeff's point about like this Colts, yeah, they may have seemed on paper like one of the weaker teams because they didn't have any flashy guys, and. And I'm glad you made the point, Suge, that Philip Rivers did throw for 4,000 yards this year. I mean, we're not talking about a guy with a noodle for an arm. He, there may be things that he can't do now that he could do 12 years ago, but he ain't bad. And also, Josh Allen is now 1-1 one and one in the playoffs. Today was Philip Rivers' 12th playoff game. Yep. Yeah, like that, that's pretty wild. That matters. That is That is a difference maker, okay? So... Yes, frustrating. Yes, it could have been a lot better. But it's been said already. We got the win. Celebrate the win. Let's move on. Let's get into some wild card. Let's not dwell. We should all be happy. It's a momentous day. I'm sure Buffalo's going nuts. I'm sure the stadium's going nuts. The players should be happy. Mm. They need to take a day off and then get back to work. And I'm telling you, this was the wake-up call they needed. Um, at Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, we'll know. We'll know this time tomorrow night. Well, you'll by the time you're listening to this podcast, you won't know. Um, but we'll know late tomorrow night who it's going to be. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. And I actually didn't have any beer during the game or now, so I'm, I'm a pretty poor spokesperson for this funny little podcast of ours in times like these. Uh, Billy, coming to you, were you mixing it up with anything uh, anything new that you want to discuss? Nope. The Bat Blue Light. The Bat Blue Light, okay. Um, Jeff, how about you down there in Austin, Texas? All-American beer for an all-American city. It's called Bud Light. Out of Bud Weiser, baby. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at Suji, by the way. He is just so disappointed. Yeah, Suji so sad. You, would, you, really, you really had like a, a, a section there in the middle of the season where you were like experimenting with interesting beers. And even Cassie, God bless her, even Cassie drinks like the cheapy watery beers that are at least high quality. But you keep going back to like the swill of the earth. I don't Let me care tell you what something, you all say. Suj. Would you as 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 That's the, the beer that rushed the guy. capital. I'm just saying. I was going to say you're this you're the superstitious guy of the group. You want me to try out a new beer in this playoff game? Wow. You made no, a that's good point. true. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I didn't go I, I actually purposely did not buy Labatt Blue because the past 5 weeks like I've not been drinking yeah. it. So that's fair. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm still not going to justify you drinking uh Bud Light, but that's fine. Um so I, um, I went back to Prouder Fox from Riverlands Brewery uh, here in Chicago. Um, it's a red, white, and blue thing. It's, it, it looked nice. Um, I think the biggest failure I had was I started off the game sipping on a Coke Zero while eating wings. Wow. I think that was a mistake. Like, as soon as I opened the yeah. beer, like, things started to get a little bit better. It wasn't, it wasn't the cure-all. Um, but, yeah, that, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing I need to highlight. I'm about to have a main lunch that which which Jeff Day strongly recommends. Um, the main brewing company lunch. I, I wanted to drink that, saying that oh we had the Colts for lunch, but at this point I'm like no, bro. Like I'm, I'm glad that we just got out of the fucking restaurant. So um, 
Today was the first time that fans were allowed in at Bills Stadium, as we all know. Um, about 6,800, which I, it infuriates me every time I heard the guys on the radio say 6,700 when it was 6,772. So it was about 6,800. Um, so first time that fans were allowed back, they won the playoff game. Uh, it's, they're going to win the weird Super Bowl now. I'm, I'm completely certain of it now. Put all your money on the Bills to win it all because that's just the way this is going to go. Um, and we today, for the first time, watched the game together. We, uh, Suge, Bill, and I, and Jeff, to a lesser extent, uh, tried to sync up a video chat and watch the game together. Um, and what we're all kind of angling at towards here is the fact that uh, this is the weird Super Bowl. It's the weird season. It's a time when we couldn't be together. And there are a lot of individuals out there in Bill's Nation listening to this podcast that we're very grateful for. Uh, but there's just a lot of individuals in Bill's Nation that, at best, we've been able to enjoy these games over video calls or over text. Uh, but we haven't been able to sit together and watch these things. So we wanted to ded- dedicate today's wild card to all those people. And before we get into it, um, just a couple of quick folks who are, are pretty regular with us on social media that wanted to highlight um, Paul from out in Chicago, he actually had a request that we uh, talk about the playoff beer, tried to get our hands on it, uh, but we were unable to do so. But Paul, thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate your notes. Uh, John and George H., two new listeners this year, and Deontay, thanks for hopping aboard and enjoying the podcast. Um, we should also give a quick shout out to our brothers at uh, maybe next year. Two of them live in Washington, D.C., uh, was relieved to hear on social and on your podcast that you guys made it through all the nonsense this week. Hopefully it stays that way now through the 20th, uh, but it's always fun to cut it up with you guys. Looking forward to someday doing a cross pod, not only as a pod, but all getting together as a crew to watch the game together uh, because eventually we're going to get back to that, and that's what it's all about. Um, Andy Madison, I think, is friends with Cass, or is he friends with you, Bill? Uh, has been reaching out. To, I think he's friends with Cassie somehow, but he's been reaching out. But one guy I wanted to highlight uh, has touched base with us, um, and I want to highlight it because like this is what's cool about this. This dude's all the way down to New Zealand. Nice, uh, loves our podcast. Nice. And I and I th- Good this old week Kiwi. I just said like, hey man, like what's what's up? Like why are you a Bills fan? And he was like, honestly, like I was about twelve. Uh, my buddies and I, we all have our favorite teams in the National Rugby League here. Um, I just liked the Bills logo, and it was the first year that I decided I was going to like them. They went to the Super Bowl against the Giants, and I've, I've been on board ever since. Nice. And I like that for a bunch of reasons because, like, yeah, he's half a world away watching these games with us, um, listening to our podcast. And he picked he picked the year that we lost the Super Bowl against the Giants. Um, and he's still here. He's still with us. Good Nearly for you. 30 years later. So good for you because that's what it means to be a Bills fan. Even if you were 12 years old and liked the logo – uh, you got to stick around. Um, North Island, South Island, go. no big deal. Whatever you, wherever you're at, man, we love you. Oh, that's true. Billy, Billy spent a little time abroad in that in that region of the world. Um, I he's been with a couple broads. Okay, <laughs> you know it. Um, anybody else have anyone to highlight? I can go now, unless you guys. I get. I'll holler at my mom. Else? I'll holler, I'll holler at my mom and my dad. My moms and my dads. Uh-oh. Uh oh! All right, yeah, that beer know, just kicked hey, in. <laughs> hey, listen, no, I mean they're they're. I'll tell you what, 
they they spend a lot of time watching TV in different places. Dad watches action, mom watches whatever, you know, like and but no matter what, when Sunday comes around, they're on the same couch or in the same bed watching watching the game and it's awesome to see them come together and um you know it's uh they always have their uh what is it uh, not bruschetta or freschetta pizza that they make in the oven <laughs> and my dad i don't think started to eat pizza until like five years ago it's the most random thing in the wow. world like <laughs> he was like i was like what dad a, you want to get capellis i was like dad you want to get capellis this is when i was back home you know like from one of those winter breaks or whatever He's like, oh, yeah, I don't really eat pizza much, but okay. He's like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, Dad, it's pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, oh, oh. And then whenever I come home, he's like, okay, hey, son, you want to get some pizza? I'm like, sure. That sounds great. Uh, but you heard of this place? It's called Pizza Hut. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, it's the same everywhere you get it. Yeah, but uh, hey, man, I mean, they're diehards. They don't miss a game, and um, you know, they uh, give them a give them a shout out for uh, for once again. Staying together and uh, and watching the game together. Let me Come just. Uh, now, Suge. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Billy, oh, Jeff's Jeff's Jeff, Jeff's got something. Jeff. Okay. Yeah, I'll just. I, I feel like it's appropriate. Um, I'm going to build on the parental love. Yes. That Bill yes. Just, yes. You know, I mean, uh, Bill and I both grew up in Orchard Park. Our parents have lived in Orchard Park since uh, what feels like the turn. You know, <laughs> it feels like since the. Uh, you know. <laughs> The uh, what was the old uh, Rust Belt company that used to be big here? The Rich Stadium. Um, oh, 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 no, no. oh, Bethlehem Steel. No. Yeah, since Bethlehem Steel was uh, you know running their uh, running their plant, so um, you know I, I felt bad, uh, and I think Bill, you probably felt similarly. You know, your parents, my parents, we've they've been going to games since the seventies. Yeah, and you know didn't have the opportunity to go to t- today's game, and so I think shout out to. Uh, the loyal fans, Bill's parents, my parents, and all of Bill's mafia who's been going to the game for 40 years. You know, mm. COVID threw a wrench in the plans today. They weren't able to go. Uh, other people were able to represent on their behalf. Um, but you got to love that for, yes, you know, we are the uh, the 30 to, you know, uh, the 35 to 45-year-old generation of fans, but there's also a 65 to 75-year-old generation of fans out there um, that's been doing it 30 years longer than us. And so, yes. you know, this is this is to them. Uh, great win. First playoff win since 1995. And uh, can't wait to do another one next uh, Saturday or Sunday. Bring it. Yeah, it so feels it, at this point like we're sort of playing with house money, doesn't it? I mean, like, to lose this game would have, to, would have been to lose the season. It, I, I hope in addition to getting through a rough one and spurring them on a little bit, that they also just feel looser, that they have a lot less to lose now. Because I don't think the season hangs in the balance with the next game quite like it did today. Uh, but, of course, echo both those sentiments. Shout out to both the Nichols and the Days. I think I've, I, I have confirmed. I have slept at both of your houses. So um, <laughs> I, I, can, I can extend some gratitude and some appreciation to your folks as well. And obviously, uh, Mama Day, a huge fan of the pod and her... Her weekly reviews are shared verbatim by Jeff. Yeah, and I mean, all of, and it's not all of her feedback is taken to heart. Believe me, it really is. Like, I mean, I think that's the most important thing is that when we get the the review, like, there's no review I care about online, but when I get the review from Mama Day, 
I'm just like, oh man, yeah, I, I was using too many swear words. <laughs> I, I gotta tone that down. I gotta be better. And it's like, oh, oh, Mama Dave kind of liked my take on that. Like, like that's awesome. Like, but because it's just like I, I don't know. In, in a lot of ways, she's like the moral like oversight of our pod, right? That's true. And, yeah, the ombudsman. Right? And so, yeah, yeah. Love, love, love everything about Mama Day. I want to talk a little bit about people that have been there, you know, that weren't babies during the Super Bowl runs, um, that were, you know, grown people. And and one of those people is me. Um, And... (laughs) Y'all like to joke about how old I am, okay? But, um, but I mean, I, I wasn't old, but I wasn't young, right? I was in high school, you know, going through that whole process from 89 to 90, you know, like maybe I was, whatever, 92, I was in high school, and then 96, I graduated. And, and it's just, you know, there is something to that whole spirit. And so I wanted to highlight a fan that uh, was one of my contemporaries. Uh, his name is Christopher Albergo. Um, right. Some of you guys might know. I remember I sent you guys a text message from him. He lives in Hong Kong now. Um, yes. And it was a text message that just said how much this pod means to him <laughs> and how meaningful the win was. And when you guys talk, when we talk about stuff, how deeply it affects him from literally across the world. Um, I was looking on Twitter today, and apparently there's a Bills Backers of Kazakhstan. Now that might just be a front for an Al Qaeda operation. I don't know, but <laughs> but the I know that there's a legit Bills Backers of Saudi Arabia um, that was from an army base, and so it just it just speaks to the fact that you know these there's people that have been affected by these Buffalo Bills in their childhood, in their you know developmental years, and it's carried with them. They didn't need to live in Buffalo. They didn't need to live in Chicago. But even when they moved to Hong Kong and they could just ignore everything and the games come on at 2 o'clock in the morning and he's texting me during this game and during all of our previous games that are in the middle of the night for him. He's waking up in the middle of the night to watch these games and talk about, are you fucking kidding me with that call? It's not just like, first of all, he might get the, the game feed faster than we do, which is pissing me off. But, but the, the point is that like these, there's, there's people that love this team so much and, and, and are so committed to this team and this process that like the time zone doesn't matter. You know, the, the country doesn't matter. The, 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 the distance doesn't matter. It's that these are our Buffalo Bills, and here we are on the precipice of something just great. And and not even on the precipice. We are on something great, right? But the point is that, like, we haven't even hit our potential yet. There's no question. Mm-hmm. We haven't touched our potential yet. Our potential is Super Bowl champions and potentially multiple Super Bowl champions, right? But oh. if we don't get it this year, I don't care. But I expect us to get it this year. I don't expect us to lose to anybody. I don't expect us to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it'll be a good fight, but I don't expect us to lose to anybody. And so how long has it been, right? All of us sitting there in fucking Lincoln Station year after year after year after year where, oh, man, as long as we could just squeak in, maybe something can happen. We're finally at a point where this would have been a huge disappointment. And I'll be honest with you, Lars, if we lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers or Cleveland Browns next week, that'll be a disappointment to me too. My expectations are higher, and I love having that. Yeah, maybe. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to record this pod live you- from Tampa Bay, Florida, baby. Guys, was We're this- all going. Was this week really hard for you guys to focus? 
Well, yeah, but mostly I mean, because at of work the, and everything. The the fact that our our capital is being overrun by lunatics. Oh. That was the, no offense, but the bills kind of took a backseat in my brain to that for a couple of days. Yeah, uh, Billy boy, though I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, though I I, I, had, uh, top, <laughs> I don't mean to shit all of your point. <laughs> yeah, I had a top three unproductive week. Uh, yeah, at work. Like I thought to just, myself, you know, like for the next month potentially, this might be my least productive, like I'll ever be in my life at work. Yeah, because Possibly. you know, you, you especially the day before, you know, certainly the okay, the, you know, you got the Monday. And granted, it's going to be Sunday tomorrow, but whatever. But, you know, Monday, and then you've got, like, the Friday. So, like, the those days that, like, that, that frame, the weekend. I don't know. Like, I was doing prep. I had to go get a bunch of supplies. Because with the kids, it's also hard to get out on, like, a Saturday. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go get the supplies to make my checks mix and everything on so I could just make it on Saturday morning. So I went and got that on Friday. So Friday was kind of like a waste. And then I'm trying to listen to, you know, get all my Bill's content in. And uh, it was just difficult. And I figured, you know what? It's not going to be any different this upcoming week. No, no, it will be. It will be different, I think, because you know what? Like, I know Sujit had a nightmare last night yep. about the Bills. I had a nightmare last night. My wife, Teresa, had a nightmare last This first game and the way that it played out, guys, and I think I'm assuming you all felt similarly – Three minutes to go, two minutes to go, 90 seconds to go, 60 seconds to go in that fourth quarter. It felt like we were going to have a pod. It, it felt like we were going to have a very different pod. I, I don't know. It just felt like and, – and thank God we didn't. We did not live the nightmare. We came back and we won the game. And I just – I mean, I'm looking at all three of your faces right now, and I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Love it. So let me. Uh, I actually, I listening to your tributes. I know I gave some shout out to listeners, but I, I got to shift gears now with my tribute because I, yeah. I wasn't expecting you guys to go so deep. Um, so I, <laughs> my, and I, I can't believe that I did. But this wasn't what I was thinking originally. But um, here we go. Um, I root for the Buffalo Bills because I have family in Buffalo, and that's my mom's sister, Jan. Um, who we actually had to say goodbye to this year. So um, yeah. Jan is – well, Jan is Jan had not been with us for a while. Jan was in late-stage Alzheimer's, so we kind of said goodbye to Jan about 10 years ago. But um, that's an even sadder story. But um, if not for her, I wouldn't be a Buffalo Bills fan. And uh, I don't know how many of the last few seasons she got to enjoy, and she obviously wasn't around for this one. Um but if you believe in an afterlife, she is. So maybe she is enjoying the hell out of this one uh, for the first time in a couple of years. But I, I guess I would be remiss to highlight anybody else because if not for her, I don't know if I'd be cheering for this team. Well, well Lars, man. I think that speaks to – I love that, man. Nice, nice gesture to her and uh, nice homage to her. I think that also speaks to the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Bill and I grew up together. We were in high school together, same neighborhood together. We, you know, we'd probably be uh, friends regardless. Lars and Sujit. Two incredible guys, great guys, right? Um, I I don't know if we'd be half as close as we are today. No, I mean you know without without the Buffalo Bills. And, no. and that's I mean I would never isn't. be friends with Lars. There's no way. <laughs> you guys wouldn't actually know who I was if it wasn't for the Buffalo Bills. Correct. Yeah, we yeah we wouldn't know who Suchi was. <laughs> we were just you know yeah exactly. And and hey, I think um, what a you know twenty five years after our last playoff win what a time to recognize what the commun- what the bills 
do to to our lives you know it's crazy like we think about it as wins and losses it changes who we know it changes who we're friends with it changes whose weddings we go to yeah um yeah you know and there and there's and there's something obviously uh just beautiful about that and so uh i just thought i'd comment on that real quick well there you have it this is the season where we haven't been able to enjoy it together and yet we have found a way to um share this season as best we can and and bill or jeff i I mentioned earlier you weren't on the call when i did that jackie turned to me and said well what are you going to do if they get to the super bowl so that was at least a yellow light um (laughs) that i may be on the move uh to to enjoy it with you guys if in fact that is we have to we we, have to we'll have to we'll have to figure something out for real we don't know who we're going to play next week we don't know when the game's going to be i can heat up my garage back at home yeah, that's true. We can go to your garage. You can come to my. I got a huge yard here. Um, we we do know that we're going to be playing a football game in Buffalo next week. So Buffalo mm. gets its second home game uh, in a long, long time. Second in two weeks. Second in many, many years. And away we go. Playoff awesome. football, baby. This is what it, this is what it all comes down to, I guess. Uh, hopefully, by this time five years from now, we're a lot more accustomed to it. Um, and we got this one. We squeaked by, uh, and. I, I hear me now. Believe me later. Next week is it's not even going to be. The game's going to be over halfway through the third quarter. You heard it here first. Love it. Yep. Until until right. then, go Bills. Go, go Bills. Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. Shout.